Welcome to the Renewed by Truth podcast. Do you struggle with feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, or just feeling like you are not enough? Do you want to make more of an impact for God's kingdom, but have beliefs that hold you back? Trust me, I have been there. If you are plugging in here today, this is not another self-help podcast, but one steeped in biblical truth. I will help you overcome limiting beliefs, find your true identity in Christ, and live out your God-given purpose. My name is Candy Creech, and this is the Renewed by Truth podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends, to the Renewed by Truth podcast. I'm your host, Candy Creech, and today we are going to continue our topic on love. Not love like the world gives, but what God says about love. So if you're listening to this and you missed part one, I would really recommend you going back and listening to that first because I really break down the love of the Bible, agape love, agapeo, and filio love. So it'll give you some insight there before we talk about how much God loves us. And so before we get started, though, I want to remind you that we do have a Facebook community. You can go to the show notes and join us. Uh, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook and uh, go to go to my bio and find our Facebook community. We also do Bible studies in there. I have a whole study over the Gospel of John, which if you're wondering about God's love for you, that is really a great place to start. It's a free study. There's videos. There's a workbook. And if you're wondering how to study or don't know how or or wish you could have a little more help because maybe you get distracted sometimes and I so understand that, then you may want to go grab that study because I explain a little bit about the way I study and I think it may help you. So go grab that. Join our Facebook community. Join the current Bible study that we're doing right now. Those are just reading plans on the Version. Bible app, but I love it because we get to just connect with each other and put things in the comments, and, and I really enjoy doing that, so be sure and join that. I also do devotionals in there, and if you're looking for a group, I know a lot of people that listen have some type of online business. I also do business coaching, social media marketing coaching, and I try to do it in a way that honors God. I want to do it in a way that honors you and your priorities and where it's not just focused on making money, but it's focused on how God would want you to grow your business. So that's really what sets me apart as a coach. So if you're looking for a Christian coach to coach you in your business, I've been in uh, this industry for 15 years. I've been coaching for the last four years. So you can go check that information out. You can get in my group or you can just go to my bio and find out more information. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, I want to start talking today about how much does God love us. And so I was kind of thinking about just the whole context of God creating us and the Old Testament where we learn about all these things that happened before Jesus came. And as I was growing up, I grew up in church, and as a young girl, I learned all the Bible stories of the Old Testament. And I don't know if you did or didn't, but one thing that I, I never could reconcile until, until I became an adult was the fact that the Old Testament and all the stories shows that God is going to send a Redeemer, a Savior to save us. And all these things that happen, there's this underlying story of all these little things that are going on, and I didn't understand that. And most people don't understand that unless you're actually taught that, you know, at a young age. You know, that's that's hard to understand. 
So we kind of learn the stories of the Old Testament just like that as a story. But everything that's happening is pointing to Jesus coming. And I think when we remember that in our mind, I just want to talk, take us back to Genesis. So, you know, when God created everything, he created it. And then he said, if you go back to Genesis 1-1, and I'm not going to go back and read it today, but you may need to go back and read that. He says, I created this and it was good. You know, I created this thing and it was good. And he said, everything God created was good. He, I mean, he wanted a relationship with us. He wanted, he created man and woman, and he wanted to be in relationship with us. And, and Adam and Eve walked in the garden with him. But then he gave us a free will to choose, right? He didn't want to make us love him. So he gave us a free will to choose what we did. And they chose sin. Okay, so so a holy God cannot partake in sin. That's not who he is. It's like, it's just, it's not what he embodies. I mean, God is love. God is light. There is no darkness in him. We read all those things. So there was a separation between man and God. So everything after that was, I'm going to send a redeemer so there won't be a separation anymore. So the whole Old Testament talks about that, sending a redeemer. Now, then when you get to the New Testament, Jesus comes. That's our Redeemer. And he loved us so much, he sent his only son. And so that's the first verse. And as a kid, of course, that's the first verse that I ever memorized was John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die for us. I want you to think about that. He loved us so much. Who else would love you so much they would send their only child to die for you? He didn't have to do that, but that is what he did, and that's the way he chose it. And then I also wanted to read another verse to you. And if you're not where you can write these down, this would be a great time to like go back and listen again. That way you can you know fast forward through my rambling sometimes if you need to grab these verses. But I would highly recommend you go back and read them. But Romans 5, 8, it says, But God, God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I, I wanted to point this verse out because he loved us so much. He didn't say, clean yourself up and come to me. He said, while we were still in our sin, while we were still sinners, he died for us. And I think that's so important in showing the love of God. That's why when I started this, I want to show you that the love of God is different from the love of the world. The love of the world is very conditional, you know, and, and you just think about it. I mean, how many times have you had a falling out with friends or family? Because that love is conditional, right? It's so different. Now, I'm not talking about that if you're suffering any kind of abuse, that God wants you to stay in that. Of course not. That's That doesn't even fit the character of God. When If you learn about the character of God, that doesn't even fit him. You know, that's something that he doesn't want you to do. The other thing is creating boundaries. Creating boundaries is showing love. It's showing love to others. It's showing love to yourself. And so those things are important. But what I'm talking about is the fact that you have to work so hard for somebody else, or you have to, you know that their love is conditional. I mean, I could mess up and they could quit loving me. And that's not the love of God. And honestly, we can't even comprehend, like we can't even wrap our mind around that God is love and everything he does and how he loves us is so perfect. Like we, I mean, I know I can't, maybe you can, but I cannot even wrap my mind around that. Okay. 
But what do we have to do first? What do we have to do first? If we don't have to work for our salvation and God loves us like we are, but how do we get in that relationship with God? Okay, he sent his son to die for us, but what does that mean? How do we get in that relationship? So I want to go back to Romans 10, 9, which is just a, a core of the gospel. And it says, declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. Okay, that that's how simple it is, guys. You just have to Declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And there's a difference between not believing in your head, right? Because people say, oh, believe in God, but do they know him in their heart? Okay, there is the difference, okay? And then I wanted to show you that that salvation, when we, you know, we're saved, right? After that, that that is not dependent on works, So I want you to look at Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved. Okay, remember grace is a gift. It's nothing you work for. It's actually something you don't even deserve. Grace is like undeserved favor is what grace means. So for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. Okay, meaning you can't do anything to save yourself. And it says it is the gift of God. Okay, it's a gift from God. So... You know, I always think of gifts. I mean, when you give somebody something, you typically don't expect something in return. Or, you know, they may not do anything to deserve the gift, but it's a gift from you. They didn't do anything for that gift, okay? Or that's the way it should be. And that's the way this is. It's a gift from God. And then it says, not by works, so that no one can boast. And I I love this part because when people talk about that salvation is by works, like you have to work for it versus it being a gift, this is where I really like, and I feel like the Holy Spirit has solidified this in my heart over many, many years of saying, we are a prideful people. That's just the way we are. We're prideful. And if God made it to where we had to work for our salvation, how would we be? What kind of people would we be? We would be the ones saying, look at me. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm better than you, right? He knew that we would be a prideful people, that we would lord over other people and say, well, you're not doing enough. You're probably not saved, but I am because I'm doing all this stuff, right? But he didn't do that because he knew that's the way we would be. He says, I'm just going to give you this. You don't have to work for it. All you have to do is confess, believe in your heart, and you'll be saved. That's it. So I'm going to read that one more time for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So that's it. That I mean, that's how simple. So God's love is so unconditional. That gift is so unconditional to us. Now you have the gift. And this is where I feel like a lot of people will get confused with, works, because it does talk about works, doing things for God and obeying God, walking in obedience to God, loving others, you know, being moral, like all these things. It does talk about that and they get that confused with salvation. But the salvation has been complete. It's like now that we are saved, what do we do now? We're not trying to earn our salvation, but what we do. And because we have, because God is love, we have Jesus in our heart, He put the Holy Spirit inside of us. The way you get the Holy Spirit is by accepting Jesus. There's no special anointing. I I don't know. I know that some people I talk to believe those things from everything that I've studied in the Bible. It is 
When you accept Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. When you have that in your heart, then you have that God is love to tap into, like you have that love. So what like what next? Okay, so in response to salvation, what do we do next? So I wanted to read Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 39. So this is where the Pharisees were questioning Jesus, and, and they were really trying to trick him a little bit, I think. Um, you ever have people in your life that try to do that? Well, let's just see how much you know. I think that's what they were doing. So they asked him this question, and they said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Okay. And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So I want you to think about this. If Jesus said, look, let's just think about this for a minute. If you know the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, right? Like, um, don't commit adultery, don't be jealous of your neighbor, don't kill anyone, don't steal anything. Like if you know all those things, when you think about it, he's saying, look, if you just love God and then love other people, then it's that's all going to work out. Like you're not going to steal. You're not going to be jealous. You're not going to murder. You're not going to commit adultery because you have the love of God in you and you're loving God and you're loving your neighbor like you're loving yourself. Okay. So he's saying you don't have to be so don't do this, do this. Don't like you don't have to do that. Um, check off the boxes thing. You know, it's kind of simple. So I thought about that for a while. And I was studying some other things over in Romans, just some questions that had been asked of me before, because I get a lot of questions like, is drinking right or wrong? Is this right or wrong? Is tithing? Should I tithe? Should I tithe? how much before or after taxes <laughs> like all these questions that we have which are all fine questions right i remember i've had all these questions before too but i got to think about what if we just ask ourselves this instead of asking ourselves those questions what if we just said is what i'm doing or the way i'm thinking about this showing the love of god to others well first of all am i loving god by doing what i'm doing but then how is this going to show love to others? Okay, am I putting God first? As I'm asking this question, what's the point of the question? Am I trying to get approval to do something I want to do selfishly? Or am I thinking about, you know what, how would this affect the people around me? How, what are, are they going to see God in me if I do this thing? What, what do I need to do here? How is this going to show love to God and show love to others? I think sometimes we ask ourselves the wrong questions in response to these things. And so I really want you to think about that. So every time you have a question about, would God want me to do this or that? Because that's what they were asking. Like, What's the greatest commandment? What's the most important law that there is? And he's saying, why are you asking that question? Love God, love others. It's that simple. Of course, I know I'm saying that, and I know you're probably thinking, but this person really wronged me, but I was treated badly by this person, but loving others can be hard, right? And I get that. I do get that, and we are going to talk more about that next week, but I just wanted to kind of introduce you to this because I think before we can ever love others, we have to understand God's love for us, and we have to see ourselves as a sinful person. 
we have to be repentant in our heart because it is truly hard for us to love others if we think that we're better than other people and we're not better than other people. And until we can understand who we were before Christ and what he did for us, I believe that's the only way that we can truly love others like God wants us to. Come back next week. We're going to dive a little deeper into this. I'll be sure and put the um, verses in the show notes so you guys will have it. And be sure and send me a message on Instagram. And if you found value in this, please, please share with a friend and share to your story and tag me. I love it when people share my podcast to their story. Tag me. I'll give you a shout out. I'll turn around and share it back on my story. I'm on Instagram. I'd absolutely love that. But share with your friends that need to know that God loves them because they may not feel like anybody else does. I know a lot of people feel that way. And so they need to know that God does. So I hope you guys have a great week and I'll see you back here next week.